I, I don't even know what a good cold open is. Let's just let's let's start the show and maybe a cold open will come to us and then we'll we'll cut it out. And then you know what? I know what it is. Let's do a five hour long cold open and then not release it. Like like have Mike say like, no guys, this is too long. I'm not editing this. This is ridiculous. You can't you can't do a five five hour cold open before the actual podcast. And then like we get release the the bell cut, okay? And which actually sounds like a hairstyle from the '90s, but, but regardless, <laughs> the release the flash crap, the flash flash TV talk cut, the flash talk cut, the, the panel to screen cut, release it. Hashtag rose colored. Hashtag release the rose colored cut, and then people get that going, and then and then the cold open. Everybody's gonna say it was like way better with the cold open, but they won't know because the cold open wasn't released because because Mike wouldn't let it happen. It's the studio's fault. Ladies and gentlemen, that's why you're not listening to this right now, unless we're like, you know, 12 years into the future after the third pandemic, and then finally we got the funds, like $50 million or however much. $70 million. $70 million that people finally gave us to, to release the, the, the cut, rose-colored this, the, the cut you're listening to. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I don't think you should be so snide-er-cut. All these comments, <laughs> they're so snide. Her cut. Welcome to panel to screen. Oh, I'm oh, <laughs> I'm I'm Bell. <laughs> Bell, how you doing I'm, tonight? I'm I'm doing good. Yes, yes, it is panel to screen, the most unnecessary show on the internet. That's right. It's two guys talk about movies, talk about comic books, talk about comic book movies. It's been a minute since we done one of these, but as you may recall, yeah, we we, 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 we spent the whole time watching the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so we, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no man, we uh we we're excited to be back and doing a panel to screen. Of course, uh, Flash uh, the the Flash series, the CW Flash series is off this week and for the next few weeks, and so we thought, hey, this is the perfect time prior to jumping back into the '90s. Let's make sure that we get our proper panel to screen, rose colored retrospective esque look, like like you know of of the of the Justice League Snyder cut. Now now this is a true. This is like rose-colored retrospective to the max. This is like rose-colored retrospective the movie. Yeah, yeah, basically. Because basically that's what it is. Everybody was talking about like, oh, you know, really, this movie, Justice League, which a lot of people didn't like, and and, and we were among yes, them. Yes, right? yeah, that, that's a fair assessment. Yeah, we, we were not what you might call fans of Justice League. It was not, League. quote, we were not- good. <laughs> <laughs> Right. And so, you know, there was an attempt that was made, I believe, to be positive, even when we did review the movie. I, I, I'm pretty sure I made mention of the fact that it was kind of like, uh, like a, like a sci-fi cosmic fantasy, but, but not necessarily a good Justice League movie. I, I, I can't remember. I was trying to be positive, but you can only do so much. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> there's not a lot to work with there. <laughs> and Belle, you were ever the purest. I remember, like when Ant Man came out, you were very anti, you know, Ant Man. Well, I mean, you were pro Ant Man, but you were you were like, oh, but we didn't really get to see the true vision of what Ant Man is uh, because it got Marvelized mar- mar- or MCU. Uh, yeah, like like Edgar Wright. You know, I wanted to see Edgar Wright's 
script and you know what 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 he did but you know he but this thing this, this is a slightly different case because he left the project before filming started i believe Oh yeah, no. I mean, this is totally. I mean, like it's been talked to death. We, there's no, there's no real reason to dive into all the various reasons why uh, the movie never came out the way it was. But today on panel to screen, we are going to talk about the movie that is the Jack Snyder's Justice did you say League. Jack, you, Twelve did you said hour Jack Snyder. Is it not Jack? <laughs> it's, it's Zack Snyder. <laughs> it's Jack Snyder. No, 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 no. It, it was Zack Snyder. Well, this is how we got the Snyder. Oh, he changed his name. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I mean, to Jack. <laughs> Can't even keep your 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 ribs internally consistent. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've been I've been up for twelve days watching this movie, so I, I, my my mind might be a little fried. I, let's talk about this though. I don't I don't want to get into too much of the details because again, it has been talked about to death. But where what was your because because the Snyder cut it got kind of pseudo political, not in a, not in an actual political sense, but in the sense of like, you know, there were camps, there were factions, if you will, that kind of formed around the notion of whether or not a Snyder cut even existed, whether or not it would actually help if it did. Where were you in the early days before it was announced? What, what was your position? Uh, which camp did you find yourself in on the Snyder cut front? I think I was in the, um, I don't think there is a like cut sitting around. Like, I don't, I don't, I didn't think that he had, like, I knew he had finished a bunch of filming, but I, I thought everything took place sort of like halfway through, like, principal filming and stuff like that. And so that there was a bunch that he didn't get to film of his vision. Um, and that, you know, n- not that he cut a whole movie together in the studio was like, nah, we're not going to do that. Like, I, I, I didn't think that that was the case. I thought that the Snyder cut was just like half a movie of the stuff that he had filmed. And then they brought Joss Whedon in to finish it. That was, what I thought that was your assumption beforehand yeah. before like, and so what, what was your feelings towards the fan movement? I, I thought I, I, I guess I could say I was, I thought it felt misguided um, hmm. because I didn't think that there was anything like, I didn't think that there was, you know, a, a cut of this movie that the studio was sitting on. Like I thought it was, they want Snyder to, make a cut and give his director's cut kind of thing. And that like, if they're going to have to go and refilm all this stuff, like, I just didn't think that that was something that was going to happen. Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So you would say you were Snyder cut neutral. Yeah. I mean, like I, I'm not saying, you know, I, I will. Cause you certainly weren't anti Snyder. No, no, I, I wasn't so you know, I was, yeah, sure. Whatever. You know, I'd like to see Zack Snyder's movie. I don't think it's ever going to happen. You know, that was kind of my, kind of my, uh, my, my take on it. Now, the, the tactics that some of the Snyder cut people used, I, I didn't approve of or agree with. Um, the, you know, like internet bullying and, and, and so forth, uh, that a lot of the, like, there, there's a lot of toxicity around that movement, which I don't necessarily agree with. But, you know, I, I'd have been like, okay, sure. If, if they decided they wanted to make a Snyder cut, I would have watched it for sure. And, and clearly I did. Um, but I didn't think it was ever going to happen because I didn't think that Snyder had all of this stuff filmed and could just, you know, basically put something together, $70 million reshoots aside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know, I, I was kind of anti Snyder cut. If I would, if I'm being totally honest, I thought the movement, as you say, was very misguided. Um, you know, even without diving into the depths of, of, you know, more of the aggressive tactics and, and, you know, that were, were used. I, I just, I generally thought this seems like a odd hill to die yeah. on because as a whole, the DC universe, the DC extended universe or expanded universe, whatever you want to call it, uh, has not been 
like what you might call a success. <laughs> it has not been a franchise. And this is after, you know, you and I have done, well, I mean, obviously this was before that, but I, I say that with the, and still say that with the experience that you and I have had doing a rose colored retrospective on literally every single movie in this universe as it is looking for the positive, getting hyped and really, you know, kind of looking at what could have or did rather work in this, in this franchise. But on a whole, if you're going to like go to the mattresses, this is your franchise. Like, like, and this is the film really like, but having said that, and again, without any, uh, you know, approval of all, I'm not, I'm not expressing approval for all the tactics that were used by the movement. I do have to say, I kind of get it now. I kind of get it because this really was kind of that cornerstone. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that linchpin that is holding a narrative together really is this movie. A lot of what was laid out in the films before, and you can really kind of see where things are going are all tied up into kind of the, the, the pure Snyder cut of justice league. And in much the same way that, what I said all the way back when we reviewed Age of Ultron uh, was true. I said that I think we will go back and look at it. You you commented on that movie saying that it was it was a rough film. It was there was too much going on, and it wasn't a very good like structured movie. And I didn't disagree with you, but I said then, and I, this has continued even to this day to be the case that Age of I think we will look back at Age of, uh, Age of Ultron as one of the most you know important films in the MCU, and will be kind of that that block, that film that is in the center of the bridge that is literally holding up everything. And I I think this is what Justice League, Zack Snyder's Justice, Justice League was intended to be. And now having seen it, I think that's what it is with all its flaws. And that, yeah, and that's to say, you know, it, it's not like there, there, there are a lot of takes about this movie. The ones who say that it was worse than Joss Whedon's version, I believe, are wrong. No, who said nobody the ones says who that? Say that it's the best movie that's ever been made are also people wrong. on Twitter. On Twitter, <laughs> those are those are Snyder bots. That's not a. That's not nobody really thinks that. Yes, I, I people on Twitter like I like I cried. I died. Died. Just I. You know what? I just I can't. If 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 you, dear listener, are one of these people you, and you are real, yeah, I mean the, the people on I, Twitter, let really us know. That. If you think if you think this movie was the greatest movie of all time, I think that's just Twitter speak. I don't think that's real speak. I don't know. People are saying like it's 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 cinema perfection. Like there is there is nothing that's been done before or will be done <laughs> since that will surpass Zack Snyder's vision. And I, I I've seen tweets like that and stuff, and I'm like, no, no. No. Yeah, Twitter also said that people were going to be studying uh, the the Game of Thrones finale for decades to come. Yeah, that's true. You, you can't trust Twitter on these things, my friend. Well, you know, I I would hope that that those opinions are not genuine and that they're yeah, and that they're you know <laughs> either paid for by the studio or they're ironic or things like that. Um, yeah. But yes. Okay. But, but anyway, like you know, all all, all that said. You know, uh, if you think it's garbage or if you think it's the best thing that's ever made, you're both wrong. <laughs> Everybody's wrong. No, 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 no. Like, cause here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Joss Whedon's or, or, or Justice League, as I like to call it, <laughs> was not a good movie. Right. It, it was not a good movie. And, and, there, and we've talked about that in our previous panel to screen. Zack Snyder's Justice League is, is a good movie. It's an entertaining movie for being four hours long. It's entertaining. It's fun. Um, it, it works. The story works. It's, and it's, and it's good. It's not perfect, 
There are issues with it, lots of issues, but for the most part, as an overall, you know, film experience, it's good and it's fun and it's entertaining and it doesn't feel like it's four hour runtime and it's way better than, than the Justice League, but that's not saying a lot at all. All right, so so let's talk about this. What let's start off with what did we like? Like what what was the improvements? You know, what what really made this movie work and and really justify its own existence? Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll go first. Sure. Um I liked the the new scenes with uh the Flash. Uh, there there are some things about them that we will talk about. Yes, yes, yes. Um I I liked I liked the Flash having a purpose in this film. I especially like Cyborg having a purpose in this yes, film. Yeah. And I thought Cyborg's story was was really interesting, the relationship with his father and stuff. Uh and, and you see some really interesting aspects with the other characters. Like I believe in in Jack Jack I I said it too, Jack Snyder's uh <laughs> it's Jack Snyder's Justice League. That's what <laughs> I was, I was trying to say. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I was trying to say. Jack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But in but in uh in Zack Snyder's Justice League, I, I believe Aquaman's father is dead, and so you you really get to see some really somewhat subtle kind of moments between Aquaman and Cyborg, where he's relating to him a lot, like about you know see when it's when uh when when his father dies, when Victor Stone dies, you know. Hmm. And different things like that. These different little character moments that are in there that, that work. And, uh, speaking of, speaking of Aquaman, I liked the additional Aquaman scenes that they had in there. Hmm. It, it worked really well. Like, you know, you had, um, William Defoe, Will, Willem Defoe. Yeah. I, I the old say, man in the sea. I, yeah. I kept wanting to say William H. Macy. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> Anyway, like that scene makes sense. He's like throwing these things at his feet saying, you have to be the person that you're supposed to be. And he's like, nah. And then in, in the Justice League, he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, Mira, uh, can you give me my mom's trident? You know, and, you know, there's different things like that. And so, so yeah, so, so flash scenes, good. Extended Aquaman scene stuff, good. Cyborg things, good. Their decision to resurrect Superman made sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Steppenwolf was, was better. Mm. Steppenwolf was a lot better. Um, his motivations made more sense. Uh, he felt more threatening despite being vulnerable at the same time, which is really yes, interesting. Yes. Yes. What a uh, great way to put that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, he didn't feel like this, you know, oh, he's just unstoppable. Cause like they, they fight him. Right. And, and they make progress and stuff, but he's, you know, he, he's able to like, you know, you can see that he's getting hurt. But he's still this powerful dude. And so like that was really interesting. I really appreciated that. The addition of, of, of Darkseid and Dasad, those things were really neat. The resurrection of Superman and how he comes back and like it sort of it sort of makes sense in the context of this movie because they explain the change engine and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff and, and and why he would come back and be crazy and how he needed, I guess, Lois to kind of like anchor him back to to reality, so to speak. Yeah. The montage with Jorel and John Kent. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was like, good. Like all that kind of stuff made sense. The fact that like he shows up and they still lose and Flash has to save everything. That was cool. That like, was awesome. <laughs> yes. Um yeah, like there were there were a lot of things in this movie. Like I think I think Zack Snyder's original vision works. I think what he tried to do worked. And from all accounts and everybody that I that you know, people of uh, opinions that I read online, Zack Snyder's a really really awesome dude and a really great dude. Um, I just don't think he's the best filmmaker. I think his vision for this film actually works. Like I, I really do. And, and all of those things, 
Um, there's probably more things that I'm forgetting about, but uh, yeah, like it, it just it was it was way better of a movie. Yeah, and those are the things that I like. No, absolutely, man. I'm right there with you. Let's talk about the uh, the cyborg storyline. I think you know, in terms of like the overall edition, Flash and Cyborg both have kind of the largest. Uh, you know, just the largest overall stories that were added and Cyborg in particular. I mean, he really is. I mean, I think this is something that we heard a lot of, but it ended up being, you know, extremely true, which is that Cyborg really is the heart of this movie. Like his story yeah. is at the very heart of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I could agree with that. And, you know, his, uh, uh, you know, as you mentioned, his relationship with his dad, uh, you know, he's uh, one of the things I feel like in in the justice league. And it's, it's impossible to not compare these two movies. These movies exist to compare against each other, to be honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like to be like, honestly, Snyder's justice league works so well because of how bad justice league is and how much that failed. I, I don't know that this movie would have been as successful, uh, had it released when it did. I think there is kind of, you know, some legitimate criticism that can be laid. And I think overall where the story is going, I think, I think we are more receptive to receive what Snyder's vision is as an audience now because of how bad things got with the franchise and then just with the world, to be honest. I, like, I, it's, it's a movie for our time and not the time that it was intended for. So, I mean, like, there's a lot, <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot there to go off of. Uh, but no, I, I think, uh, I think if you look at, you know, what this movie did with Cyborg, he was really, he was us. He was, he was our kitty pride. You know what I mean? Yes. No, think about like in in X Men, right? Like Kitty Pride, or uh, you know what? Um, this this will this will track a little bit better for you in in the in the X Men uh, uh, television series, the '90s series. Yeah, Jubilee. He's our Jubilee. Yeah, Jubilee shows up in like the pilot, and she's like, "What? It, what's a mutant? What? What's going on?" Like, there's like that question of like, what all is happening, and what is even any of this even? And that's who he is through the lens of kind of a lot of like angsty i should be dead and i've got parental issues on top of that like it was there was a deep story with cyborg that did not exist at all at all in the justice league version yeah no and and and, and it's like why did, why was that stuff cut out like that those are the questions that i have it's like there's all these things that did work and then joss whedon threw in a bunch of garbage that doesn't i mean i i i Listen, I'm not going to be a Josh Whedon apologist by any stretch of the imagination here, but I do think that Joss was given a job and that job was to to like ham it up a little bit, make it more Marvel sounding and specifically more like Whedon Marvel as opposed to the, you know, what uh, uh, Russo brothers, Russo brothers. brothers, Russo brothers. Yeah. Yes, this is this is the Whedon era Avengers kind of tone or Whedon era Marvel tone that they were essentially wanting this movie to have. And so I think he was hired to come in and do that. And I think that's exactly what he did. So I, I can't, I don't as much as obviously his name is all over it. And Joss Whedon is certainly not above criticism. He did the job he was brought in to do. Yeah. I mean, like if, if, if their job was to take a movie that is very, very dissimilar from Marvel movies and make it like a Marvel movie, um, as far as tone, and with no other considerations whatsoever. Sure. That's what I'm, I'm telling you, man. I think that's yeah. exactly what it was. I think that's exactly what it was. So, you know, hey, <laughs> he did the job he was brought in to do, but it doesn't work. And I think a large part of this, I, I mean, I mentioned this before when we kind of did our after show discussion about the flash scenes. I, I think that the studio made a massive mistake in having Snyder drive their Justice League franchise. 
And I think they realized that far too late. But the reality is they were already on the roller coaster that they themselves constructed and built. And they tried to get off of it while it was like, you know, mid circle. Yeah, I was doing a loop de loop and they're like, let's bail. And yeah. To some extent, it's like, guys, you you would have done better to let this thing finish. It wouldn't have been great. But like, you know, this was not the thing to do. <laughs> like, like bring it, Josh said, trying to like go completely different direction after the rails have already been built and you're like upside down on a roller coaster. Like, look, critique it, start over again, fine. But get off the roller coaster before you build a new one. That's 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 kind of the way that I see that relationship. Yeah, I, it seems to me like the problem from the start was what Zack Snyder wanted to do versus what the studio wanted to do. Zack Snyder wanted right. to do the Injustice storyline. Like, hands down, I think I think that's what his intent was. Yeah, which is, I think, fine, except for that's not a good way to introduce the Justice League to general audiences. You know what I mean? I mean like, that's all- a... You know, to, to put it in Marvel terms, I think that's more of like a phase four or phase five type story. You don't you don't go out the gate. I think that was a that was I mean, a bad I, business I, decision. I disagree. I, f- I feel like Superman, okay. Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, those characters are so iconic that like you can you can sit there and you can say like when you're when you're advertising this, when you're marketing it, that this is like an Elseworlds type tale or like a different tale or you know, maybe not bring in different universes and stuff like that for the general audience, but be like, you know, uh, a, a, you know, uh, I don't know, a dark interpretation of the DC Justice League brought to you by Zack Snyder. Kind yeah. Of thing. You know, which, like do it like that, because that, that, the, the, the thing is, it's like the Injustice storyline is an Elseworlds. It's not it's not what ha- it's not what happens in the comics. Right. Superman doesn't go rogue in the comics like it's, it's Elseworlds stuff. And so if you if you if you bring us into this universe with Man of Steel, which as a segue into this sort of injustice style universe works, and then your next movie is Batman v Superman, which you kind of have a kingdom come sort of vibe to it. And Batman's established. And for some reason, he hates Superman. There's tons of issues with that movie. But like, um, you know, but (laughs) but it's starting down this sort of like not traditional comic booky kind of path. And so I don't know. I feel like they should have just marketed it as some kind of like alternate take from the get go. If imagine if that like, like cause remember whenever I was getting all hype about Guillermo del Toro's justice league dark. Oh yeah. 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 Like, like going, yes, there's no one else I could think of to helm that movie other than Guillermo del Toro. And if that had, if that had been the talk, right. If that had been like, yeah, Zack Snyder's doing the Injustice League, or, or sorry, the Injustice storyline. Like, how cool would that be? Like that, yeah. Like, I think that would have been a lot more palatable to people. And, you know, people be like, "What's the Injustice storyline?" Or, or, or they're doing like an alternate version of the Justice League because that's the thing is like people go into Superman movies and and a lot of times these DC mo- movies, you know, they they have a perception of the char- of the character from the comics, and then when they're not presented that way at all, it it can be kind of kind of jarring, you know. I don't know. I, I I feel like it was just marketing could have could have done it better, perhaps. I don't know. No, I I think you're right, but that wasn't what they wanted. Like that was never what they wanted. But that's what Zack Snyder like laid out for them. Like this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then he starts to do it, and they're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> you know, like like they I didn't I, know I, what they I, wanted. <laughs> right, and I don't I don't think that's fair. Like Zack Snyder, kids love the Zack Snyder. Look at yeah. what he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I, I think I think the problem was is that is that you know they didn't want ten movies or or five movies or whatever until their first team up, right? And so Zack said, "Here's my plan. I'm going to do this, and then we're going to have we're going to have Man of Steel, we're going to have Batman v Superman, we're going to have Justice League one and two. Like, oh, Justice League. Oh, you're going to have team up movie, the third movie. Okay, yeah, great, 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 great. Whatever, whatever. I feel like that's what it was. It's like you know, and 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 they didn't either understand his vision or know what he was trying to do." And they just heard team up movie, third movie, big bucks. Let's do it. <laughs> Buku dollars. And now we're now we're now we're off to the races. Yeah. And, and so and granted, you know, that, that's the thing that kills me about this whole thing is that like Zack Snyder's Justice League was entertaining and it was good. And it was preceded by Batman v Superman, which was just god awful. And I, I don't I don't know how you go from Batman v Superman. But that was his movie. I, I, that's what I'm saying. That was his. He did that. Right. Like, is there, is there some story behind the scenes that we're not, that we don't know of? Like, like, is, is this, is this a David A or Suicide Squad cut kind of thing? Uh, I think we got, like, that's the thing. The reason why, in my mind, and I know we said we weren't going to do this, but now we are doing that. So this is just what's happening. I, like, the reason to me, it seems that the decision was made to pull the plug was because of how bad the response to Batman v Superman was. And that's where I'm like, okay, like I, I think I think with Batman v Superman, he he told the story he wanted to tell. I don't think there's any kind of studio meddling or anything else. Yeah, which 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 makes me wonder had he not had to leave the project due to, you know, the the tragedy that uh that happened in mm-hmm. his life. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and actually I guess the, the answer, I already know the answer to this question. The answer to this question is yes. Because all the stuff, the the seventy million dollar reshoots that they did, from what I understand, was primarily the nightmare sequence at the end. Yeah, and he had he had just about everything else. Well, and I, I have a feeling that done. Martian Manhunter was never and like I know he said like oh I always intended it, but I'm looking back at these scenes like both of these Martian Manhunter scenes seem so wedged in here. There's no way well, this was the, part of the plan. Like it, it's cool that that was part of your head canon and that's what you wanted to do. But like this was never supposed to be part of this movie. I, 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 there's no way this was supposed to be part of this movie. Yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, yeah, that would make sense to me because the the whole nightmare sequence and stuff like that. Uh, you know, you can look at Ben Affleck and he looks more haggard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that was uh that that's that's Ben Affleck quarantine. That's quarantine Affleck right there. <laughs> yeah. So can we can we talk about the the Martian Manhunter scene yeah, the, the um, Martha Kent one go for it was that was a great scene up until she turned into Martian yeah, that Manhunter. was unnecessary totally unnecessary completely unnecessary and I get why could like, like that's the thing I guarantee when that was shot filmed acted nobody was thinking like oh but you know she's really the Martian Manhunter like no that was that was wedged in there my friend. Yeah, like why couldn't why couldn't Martha Kent be the person to like inspire her to go back? Like what what's what's wrong with it? Why does it have to be Martian Manhunter? I think it's because I think because Snyder has been saying that, you know, Martian Manhunter was the the sergeant general dude and then it's yeah, like, I, okay, well now you get your movie and I think he just I think he was um kind of scrambling to make it happen. And so it's like, "Oh, well, where can I fit him in?" Uh, here. He this all along. This was this is supposed to be how it was all along. Yeah, and and it just you know all that does is just raise more eyebrows about like why didn't Marshman Hunter step in and all these different things and like how come he wasn't there to help the Justice League? I don't know. Like you know he's acting from the sidelines and all. Hey, yeah, I just uh, yeah that that you know whatever the, the scene at the end with Ben Affleck whatever you know sure you you can shoehorn him in there and and that's fine. 
that was the spot. That was definitely the spot where it's like, this is acceptable, but this is, I mean, like this was clearly never intentioned, but it's, that's, but it's acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the whole Martha, uh, Lois scene was great until she turned into Martian Manhunter. Yeah. And then I was like, Oh, come on. Like, why are you going to ruin that moment for, for Martha? Like, why can't she Martha be important? In- Why'd you ruin it for Martha? Cause I, how poetic would that be? Right? Like Martha is who saved Batman and, and Superman from killing each other. Oh. And then Martha is who, is who saved the justice league from Superman killing all of them by convincing Lois to go back to the park. And, um, as opposed to being like, you know, Batman's, uh, secret weapon or whatever that justice league did. I was dumb. Yeah, it wasn't great. But like, yeah. So, you know, like that, that inspiration there, like, you know, it, 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 and that, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, Zack Snyder's just, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's, he's good at the things that he does, but he's not like the best filmmaker. No, he's not. He's absolutely not. It's kind of like, it's kind of like Michael Bay. You know, Michael Bay is great at summer blockbuster action movies. Ooh. And that's it. Interesting. You know, that, that's a good comparison, actually. He's like, he's like a, He's like an ethical Michael Bay. Yeah, like if Michael Bay wasn't a scumbag. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. If Michael Bay wasn't a scumbag and was more into slow mo, which I mean, to be fair, he already is. But like, and, and Jesus allegory and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and, like, and you uh, know, hallelujah. Tra- yeah, yeah. <laughs> take take Michael Bay, strip out all the scumbag, and insert a bunch of like religious overtones right. and slow motion. And just take out the, all the, the American flags song. and put in the cross. And there you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's it. That's it. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, all the sleazeball stuff. And then you, and then you're good. You got, uh, yeah, you got yourself a Zack Snyder, right? That you want Zack Snyder's? That's how you get yourself a Zack Snyder. <laughs> and and again, like you know, I I'm not I'm not like ragging on Zack Snyder. He he he's, he's like a really good person, which is way more important than the quality of films that you make. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, let's, let's uh, yeah, be real exactly. here. I mean, you know, like <laughs> like, like uh, of qualities that you want to see in a human being, Zack Snyder possesses those qualities. Of qualities you want to see in like a good movie director, he has some. Like he can shoot no, really good. He's moments. good at like, what he's no. Really I, will, I look, give him credit. Like you said, he is good at what he does. Yeah, he is very good at what he does. And I mean, like for three hundred, come on, that was great in three hundred. Yeah, yeah. And like, like Watchmen had its moments. It the creative differences again. I think moments. He is, he is good at moments. The problem is you can't string a bunch of moments together to make a movie. I mean, he did though, and it was three hundred. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> like I, that's that's the thing. Like I, it can be done. It just has to be the right story for it. And admittedly, here it worked better um, because he had the time to stretch like he likes to stretch. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. That's a rare thing for him. Yeah, and, and in rare. fact, like the overall story, I think works. And they're, 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 the only real problem that I have are certain moments in the film. Like that—that's what's so ironic to me about this movie is that, like, as a whole, it works better than other Zack Snyder movies. They're just some moments that just don't make sense and don't need to be there or too long or have you know fundamental weird issues with them. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the Flash. Uh, <laughs> Speaking you and of I fundamental both... weird issues, <laughs> <laughs> you like that transition? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the Flash oh. scene. No, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. The Flash scene was great. It was perfect up until the part where you started to get creepy. Um, you can't go up and touch your hair, man. You can't do that. Like, if you want to sit there and like stare into her eyes longingly, because like you know that's the love of your life. Okay, that's great. But like you know, caressing her when she's essentially unconscious. 
uh, is just kind of weird to me. Not okay. Not okay. But you know what? He didn't choke her out. So, you know, props <laughs> for Ezra for that. But, but no, I knew you'd that bring that up. I knew one. you'd bring that up. Oh, I'll, I've got a couple of those. We, we, we haven't talked about the fact the movie's under production right now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. <sighs> it is. It is. Uh, and so far, so far as we know, Ezra has not choked out anybody on set. Uh, on site. But uh, I don't know how many fans they're allowing yeah, on site yeah. right now. Probably not very many. But regardless. But, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, but, but you know, uh, yeah, that, 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 that scene I thought was wonderful, except for it got creepy when like, you know, Yes. You, you touch your hair and brush it out of the way. Like, I don't know. That was just kind of odd to me. I don't think it needed to be in there. I think he could have just like, you know, stared at her for a moment and then realized I got to save her right quick before everything goes to crap. Like, and then he saves her, right? As opposed to like rubbing her hair out of the face. And I don't know. That just seemed, just seemed bizarre because. Can't touch her hair, dude. That she's, was, that was, she's, nope. She's essentially unconscious because like, you know, her brain is not processing stuff as fast as his. And so like, yeah, it just, it's just really creepy. Um, other than that, I love that scene. Uh, yeah, no, yes, exactly. Other than other than that, there's a great scene, great sequence. Good to see him using his powers. Good to see him more established in this kind of take on the Flash, yeah. which makes a lot more sense, especially even with the rest of the movies. Like, we got a chance to see, uh, like, Flash was in Suicide Squad, and we saw him, like, taking out uh, Captain Boomerang. Yeah. And so it was good to see, like, okay, no, this is a Flash that actually is comfortable. And not only is he comfortable with his powers... Like he has a deeper understanding of the speed force and time, and, and like that like, was so we see awesome. That. that was so cool. I was so glad to see that. Incredible, yeah. absolutely incredible. Probably one of the, I mean, like you know, we we've seen some pretty epic moments on the CW series, but dude, we have seen nothing like that racing against the apocalypse at the end of this movie. That was for all of my criticism of Ezra Miller and like whether or not I would choose him to be Barry Allen, I was cheering for him in that yeah. moment. Like that was absolutely, and then the the line that he says about dad, tell him you know your your son was one of them. Like like what? This is incredible. Yeah, yeah like super. This good. was incredible. So and, and the whole characterization of the Flash was much better in this movie. Much like, better. Yes. Like the 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 nerdy kind of like um um uh, I mean he still he still kept the nerdy the nerdy uh awkward. No, it was still Ezra's Flash. Yeah. Absolutely. But it wasn't this. Um, it wasn't dialed to eleven. Like. It wasn't the Justice League. And this movie felt more, I guess, grounded in his character. I, I, I don't know. Absolutely. I, it worked. It, it worked. Yeah. It works. Yeah. I, I think that's the big thing. And, and before it was just awkward in a way that didn't work here. The awkwardness worked. Yeah. It, it made sense. It, it's like, yeah, it, it, it's, it, I, I feel, I feel as if Zack Snyder probably understands, uh, uh, maybe, maybe he's dealt more with, with, uh, with uh, kids and young, young adults like on the spectrum. And he has a better understanding of how they work, whereas Joss Whedon was, you know, kind of troping it out really bad. Well, I mean, he was just looking for the laughs, and he's like, "Oh, well, you know, he's a young kid and everything." I, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, Snyder's uh, the way the way he directed Ezra to portray the Flash was way better than um, Joss's reshoots. Absolutely. So, look, I, I, I will say this. I mean, I am. This movie got me more excited than I ever have been for a Flash movie with this Flash, with this Speed Force, with this universe. Um, that scene I know did kind of pseudo set up. I mean, you know, we we got Iris, but we didn't actually get a chance to like, you know, did she have? Did she have maybe have one line, or did she even have a line? No, she said, "Come on," when the car wouldn't start. Right. So I mean, like, <laughs> she barely she was barely in this movie, but at the same time, she was in the movie. 
And so all of that is to kind of tease what is potentially to come down the road. Kind of excited to see where, where that goes. And, and as we just mentioned, of course, production has started on The Flash. We've actually gotten a chance to see the new logo. Have you, have you seen it yet? Yeah, I saw it on uh, on on. Uh, I thought it was going to be a video because it looked, you know, it had the little play sign when I was scrolling through Twitter, and I was like, "Oh, we're going to get a glimpse," and it was just the Flash logo, and I was like, "Okay, well, cool, I guess." Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I will say, like, you know, definitely, definitely hype because that means that something is happening. But beyond that, right. it, it looks a lot like the CW's logo, actually. Yeah, uh, yeah, very, very familiar. Um, but then again, you know, the Flash's colors are red and gold, and there's lightning involved. So, like, I don't, I don't know how you. <laughs> Like make it your own without making it completely different. Yeah, true. Although they they did do that with this movie with the yellow or rather with the blue and white as kind of the main flash, you know, or at least speed force colors. Yeah. So I am very curious to see. It was it was kind of actually encouraging to see that they were using uh, red and yellow so prominently in the logo. I thought they might be going in a different direction with it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where they where they go with the movie. And like I said, you know, hey. I think that Ezra has has brought something interesting into his character of Barry Allen. I think it fits within this universe. I think this movie definitely justifies that character and that take, yeah, uh, a lot more because we are looking at him as part of an ensemble in this universe. How that's going to translate into uh, you know his own film, who knows? But if if what we got in that like race against the apocalypse scene was just a taste. I am here for it, man. And you know, we we know what we know at this point, which is that there's going to be a lot of multiverse involved, a lot of, you know, multiple timelines involved and it I mean like we could be looking at a really really exceptional movie. Hopefully, and I mean we we just need to all, you know, pray that Ezra Miller doesn't see any fans that he can just go around and choke <laughs> out because although apparently he can get away with that for some reason. You know, that's that's fine. You know, good thing he didn't tweet that he wanted to choke somebody out. He'd be canceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could act. He could actually choke somebody out. All right, I know, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still confused by all that, but fine, 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 fine. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, good deal. So there you go. That's uh, that's that. Um, what else about this movie needs to be addressed? Okay, so I want to talk about this because you know we just talked about the Flash, and uh, I, I I like the perception of the Speed Force there. Um, I yes. know Zack Snyder likes slow mo. But I have to say that I much prefer the. Uh, I'll talk about the Wonder Woman scene here um, at mm. the beginning with the with the terrorists. Um, so you know, in oh yeah, when yeah, yeah. she moves fast, like blink of an eye, fast on camera, I think it looks so much better than when she moves in slow mo. And I think the slow mo should be reserved for Flash to show Ooh, to to to, yeah. to like illustrate the time dilation kind of thing because like. We're sh- sure, you know, like in the scenes where it's slow mo, it's kind of from Wonder Woman's perspective as she's like watching the bullet and like moving the stuff out of the way. But I, I feel like I don't know if me as a as an audience member, I I much preferred watching her move fast and 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 how like that just shows the the super speed that she has in a different way that differentiates it from the Flash. Like when the Flash moves fast, you know, he's in the Speed Force, and so that's how you're. It's illustrating that he's moving fast, and I I kind of wish they had kept that separate. Um, a, it would have probably stripped, I don't know, 45 minutes off the movie. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I just, I feel like, you know, having Superman move really fast and having, uh, Wonder Woman move really fast to illustrate their super speed versus the Flash having everything slow down. I think, I think creatively, like it, it sort of, it, it makes it feel more unique and, and different because the Flash's speed is different. It, he's tapping into the speed force where, where, you know, it's Superman and, 
and uh, Wonder Woman are just super fast, right? And correct me if I'm wrong, but they did do that for Superman. Like whenever he moves in su- in in uh, super speed, it is specifically in, in not in, in non slow mo in blur in blur effect. I believe so. Um, but they they did it for Wonder Woman, I guess, just to dial up drama in that scene. And I, I have other issues with that scene. Uh- <laughs> oh, really? I thought it was really good. I mean, like. <laughs> she straight up like like there's there's a lot more blood she straight up murders these dudes in front of these people yeah it's wonder woman wonder woman murders dudes uh i mean well i mean to be fair they were about to like blow up like half the block i mean she didn't in 1984 she like wonder woman 1984 was the best part this ain't 1984 i'm just saying that wonder the wonder woman and wonder woman 1984 we're in the snyderverse man jack snyder's all over this man <laughs> jack snyder we're not in zostis league yeah. <laughs> This is Zostis League. Yeah, but like this is Zostis League. Like the, the the fact that she blows up that entire floor of the museum to kill one last dude, and then she's like, "All right, is everybody okay?" And the one girl's like, "Can I be like you?" And, and I, I, I'm sitting there thinking, "You you mean you want to like murder people in front of children? Okay, cool. Um, somebody needs to put her on a watch list. Uh, you know, it, <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was bizarre. It was so bizarre. Like." I mean, there, there's people in there. Yeah, is it murder if it's? I mean, like, hang on. Now. I don't. You know, you know, I don't like heroes killing. Like that is something that I am very much on record of, as being opposed to. But it's Wonder Woman. She's an Amazon. She's got a sword. Like that's what she does. Except, except for you know, as you pointed out, she didn't. She didn't. Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> that one time she was supposed to. <laughs> yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Wonder Woman 84. They did such a good job showing her not kill anybody. Right. And that's why I thought it would be, and, and it would it would have it would have made so much more sense. Where like she kills Maxwell Lord, and like that changes her whole character. And then and now in the we're few- not in eighty four anymore, man. She's been through some stuff. I, I mean, I get maybe Wonder Woman three will explore how she goes from you know the best portrayal of Superman that we've had in years to somebody who murders people in front of children. She don't. I mean, like, is it okay? She, no, yeah, like, like, Wonder Woman okay. eighty four was the best Superman movie we've had in a long time. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> And then now you go from that to Wonder Woman murdering people in front of school children, like violently killing people in front of school children. You don't know what's happened since the 80s. Well, you do know what's happened since the 80s. You, you are what's happened since the 80s. Like, you know, <laughs> are, you, are you telling me that, that my birth in 1984 caused Wonder Woman <laughs> to go off the deep end and murder people in front of school children? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. She was like, she's like, I'm happy to let people live their dreams. And then you come along and you're like, hey, you're supposed to kill Maxwell Lord. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. All right. Well, thank you, Belle. And then she thank just flies for, off and kills for, him right for then For mansplaining how to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> Little baby infant child thing. You. And then, bam, she's out here murking dudes. Yeah. In front of the kids. Yeah. For the children. <laughs> yeah. Like that. I, I just, I, I, I disagreed with how that scene went. I didn't. Wow. I didn't think uh, that was a good choice. I, I, I mean, I, I. You you make a compelling argument. I thought that it was an improvement over what came before. Hey, can I ask you a question? Speaking of the your your personal impact on this movie, yeah. Did you know that the screenplay is by a guy named Will Bell? Uh, yeah, that's my uh, second cousin, twice removed. Yeah, no, it's spelled your name. It's spelled the B E A L L. Yeah, I, I I saw that. I I have no idea if there's any relation whatsoever. Oh. In June 2020, Bell was hired to write screenplays for the upcoming Justice League film, Superman, Batman, one of the main characters. Uh, Bell with Bell replaced with Academy Award winning Argo. Oh, but he was replaced. His script was later scrapped by Warner Brothers, and Bell was replaced by Academy Award winner, uh, Argo Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice screenwriter Chris 
to, to Rio. So your cousin maybe wrote a version that was better than what we got. Perhaps. We've all been blaming uh, Joss, but per- perhaps it was uh, Chris, Chris Terrio all the time. Except that, you know, he wrote, he wrote Man of Steel. Or rather, um, oh, no, he did write Man of Steel. All right, sorry, this is a tangent. I was just curious if there was any connection. Wait, hang on. Wait, who is this individual? I'm sorry. His credits in terms of screenplay writing are Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I thought... Joss, Joss Whedon's Justice League. Belt. Wait. I... Who is this individual and why has he been destroying movies? Okay, fine. I'll admit it. It was me. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no! Don't, 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 don't miss, don't miss that. No. This is the guy that replaced you or your cousin. Oh, the, wait, this is Chris, T- Chris Terrio. Chris Terrio replaced Will Bell on, uh, on, on uh, Justice League. Oh, yeah. and he was the one who wrote Rise of Skywalker. And he wrote Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. I thought uh, what's his face wrote that. I, I, I'm, I'm looking. I was talking about the screenplay here. I just, I'm wondering what's, what's up with this dude. Like these, his biggest credits are some of like the biggest like swings and misses in recent years. That's, that's, that's interesting. Yeah, right. See, look, I've been sitting on trying to write this novel like all year. And then like, you know, the, the other night, you, you, <laughs> this is a tangent. You, you working on a novel? I am working on a novel. Good, good ideas in there. Some, some friends yes, become enemies. Know. Some enemies become friends on your, on your novel. <laughs> yes, you know, no, it's a novel. Okay. I hate you. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's We fine. had a casting call. <laughs> we were going to do it. And then a pandemic happened. <laughs> Anyway, yes, I, I, I've been trying to write this, this thing. Oh, yes, your, your novel. Like, yes, yes. Do, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> I started no, no, like, beating myself on. up over like, it's not very good. But you know, I was watching uh, Godzilla. No, yeah, Godzilla, King of the Monsters last night. And I'm listening to these characters and their whole like, you know, them explaining their, their motivations. And I'm like, I just need to finish this thing. Like, it doesn't have to be that good. <laughs> You see now, you know, you see Godzilla vs. Kong. That's a great movie where enemies become friends and friends become enemies. Yes. Very, very good inspiration there. Yes. Mm. I haven't seen it yet. Uh, we're, we're working our way. Uh, King of the we, uh, watched watched King Kong Skull Island. Enjoy it. Enjoyed it. King Kong Skull Island was fun. It was, and uh, you know, so far, I, not enough, not enough uh, Godzilla for me so far in the like one, first third of uh, King of the Monsters. But we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so there you go. Uh, I, you, you didn't like you didn't like Wonder Woman murking dudes in front of the kids. Uh, I thought that that scene was actually improved from where it was before, um, but it was it was more hardcore. Like I think it, it helped communicate early on. This this ain't this ain't your Joss's Justice League. This is something new. This is something different. And, and yes, I, you know I understand that this happened after lots of decisions were made about about the universe, but it just, like Wonder Woman just felt. The, the character who she was in 84 was uh, just thrown out the window for this. And you can't look, but that's the thing. You can't I know, look at this I know movie. You, you can't. You're, you're absolutely right. I, I can't, I can't sit here and say that that's uh, a mischaracterization ever because technically a, a, this would have come first and B it's a completely different, you know, vision of this universe. Exactly. Absolutely. So there it is. Okay, cool. All right. So there you go. Uh, anything else, anything else to mention? Yeah, you know, again, it, it was it was like the first time um, uh, Christy and I watched it. Uh, we started it kind of late, and we watched the whole thing through. Neither of us fell asleep, and it was compelling like the whole time. Like I never, I never felt like this is dragging. This is taking forever. Uh, does that include the Return of the King esque endings? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I was getting really tired at that point, but you know, I still thought the the story was cohesive and interesting enough to keep me entertained. I wasn't like looking at my watch, seeing like, okay, well, how many more hours do we have? You know, kind of kind of thing like that. That kind of killed it a little bit for me because I was really enjoying it, but the Martian Manhunter thing at the end felt forced and unnecessary. I did not mind. I actually definitely enjoyed the improved Lex and Deadpool. Or not. I'm sorry. Deadpool. Uh, Deathstroke. Don't know why I got those two confused. Yeah, that's, um, that's, 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 that's a weird mistake. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally odd. Uh, but so I th- thought that the that was a vast improvement in terms of what's come before. And I liked that. But the 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 nightmare sequence, because that's the one that like had all the, the clickbaity, you know, uh, YouTube thumbnail-esque stuff. That's the one that... Money was spent on, though I don't, I mean, you, you could have just gotten a green screen off of Amazon. I'm pretty sure that Jared Leto did get a green screen off of Amazon. Like, you didn't need 30 gajillion dollars to, to shoot this thing. What? We live in a what? society. What? What? We live in what? a society. Val, come okay? on. We live in a society. Yeah, I mean, the nightmare scene, like, that, that's the thing about the nightmare scene is it, it made me kind of want to watch Joss's Justice League 2 and 3. Um, I don't. Yes, yes, that, it, that like, is true. It, it, I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally into seeing where this universe goes. We're never going to see it, which is a shame, um, especially considering uh, how much better this one was than Justice League. Um, and, I, and 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 it made me really interested in seeing what Zack Snyder wanted to do. Did it need to be in this movie? No, probably not. Did they need to spend seventy million dollars reshooting that? Mm, no, probably not. Would the movie have been fine? without it i don't know because i don't know what what was reshot and what wasn't if we could get like a definitive list of this was a reshot scene and this was original Zack snyder that would be cool but yeah i mean yeah sure some of the, some of the stuff felt a little tacked on there but overall though i i wasn't you know just like just like with endgame endgame is three hours and i wasn't you know looking at my watch going when is this gonna be over kind of thing like every time i watch that movie it's, it's entertaining throughout the whole thing and, and I, I felt that way on Zack snyder's justice league you know it was it was I'm trying to see like okay here, here's a question that i have for you so like of man of steel batman v superman and uh Zack snyder's justice league where how, how do you rank them Ooh, that's actually that's a good okay hmm Zack Snyder's Justice League of those three is definitely the top. Definitely the top. Yeah. I think I can agree with that. Then probably Man of Steel and then way, way down somewhere in a list I don't even know where is probably Batman v Superman. Yeah. Like if it was like one through a hundred, you know, as in as in those are the number of pegs on the ladder, not like scores. Right. I would probably give Zack Snyder's Justice League the the hundred spot, the top spot. Right. And then Man of Steel, like in the 90, uh, 80, 90s somewhere. Probably low nineties, and then Batman v Superman would be like at negative twelve thousand. Yeah, that's about right. That that that, that tracks. I think that's yeah, right. Okay, I okay. Think that's right. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, will we ever see a sequel? As Bell said, probably not. Uh, if we did, I would love to see it as an HBO series that explores this concept. I think the the concept of a injustice storyline works better in an HBO context. It's not. It, it never should have worked, and never should have been for a big budget franchise launching story. That's just, it's just not the right story for that. But you want to, you want to tell like a, you know, HBO, you know, not, not your kids superhero story. Yeah, go for it. I think it'd be great. I think that there's enough hype for it. Certainly because this was the only new thing to watch on the planet. Uh, you know, there's definitely an audience for it. It's there's people are aware of it. So why not? Why not? But make it, <laughs> make it an HBO miniseries, not a, not a movie. And yeah. let's let's get a new let's get a new franchise going. Let's let's flashpoint this thing. 
Ezra Miller, do what you do best and choke out this timeline uh, to get us another <laughs> one. <laughs> it's fine. Nobody's canceling for it. For some reason, I don't know. I, you know what? But it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's really not, though. But to be fair, it's not. But... <laughs> <laughs> but, but it is what it is. Uh, all right, so there you go. That is our Justice League, uh, uh, Jack Snyder's version of the Justice League. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's it's Jack Snyder's Zostis League. Jack Snyder's Zostis League review. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, what did you think of the movie? You probably shared it like three months ago. Uh, we're, we're just getting to it now because that, that's what it all panned out. We'll be back next week with uh, returning to our Earth 90 Flash TV talk. Picking up where we left off. If you want to get caught up with us, uh, you can find those episodes, of course, on the Flash TV Talk podcast feed. That's going to do it for us for this week. But for me, for Belle, for Belle's mom. Hi, Mom. Have a just Zostis kind of day, I guess. (laughs) 